Yechezkel chapter 6. Now chapter 6 and chapter 7 are clearly paired chapters. Chapter 6, our chapter, begins by God's instruction to Yechezkel to Sim panecha el Yisrael. Turn your face toward the mountains of Israel and prophesy to them. So in chapter 6, Yechezkel prophesies to the mountains. In chapter 7 begins, God again, uh, the word of God came to me, says Yechezkel. Thus says the Lord God to the land of Israel, literally Adama, the earth of Israel. So chapter 6 are prophecies to the mountains, chapter 7 to the land. I want to spend a couple of moments to reflect on a term that we find many times in Yechezkel, and in particular, we find it both in chapter 6 and chapter 7. I think it's highly instructive. And that is, both in chapter 6 and chapter 7, and actually, it even appears in chapter 5. Chapter 5, which talks about the progressive doom that awaits Israel. And, for example, in chapter 5, verse 13, that's a difficult verse. I will vent my anger, says God, and satisfy my fury upon them. When I vent all my fury upon them, they shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken in my passion. That's the translation of the JPS. But for our purposes, a couple of the phrases are very difficult. What I wanted to mention is the expression here, they will know that I, God, in this case, have spoken in my jealousy. And the last words of chapter 5, I, the Lord, have spoken. Now, in chapter 6, we have a slightly different expression, which is similar to what we the first expression in chapter 5 that we just mentioned. And here Yechezkel is prophesying to the mountains what's going to happen to the mountains. And we have, for example, in our chapter, in chapter 6, verse number 10. V'yadu ki ani Hashem, lo el chinam dibarti l'asot lahem hara'ah hazot. When all of these things happen, the terrible things that I foretell, they will know it was not without cause that I... God revealed, uh, resolved to bring this evil upon them. The expression, they will know. And that expression, which appears in our chapter in verse number 10, reappears at the end of chapter 6. I will stretch my hand against them and lay the land waste and desolate in their settlements. From the wilderness as far as Dibra, they will know that I am the Lord. And this expression comes up many times. It comes up in the next chapter, in chapter 7. Chapter 7, verse number 4. I'll have no mercy, says God, at that time. I will requite you for your ways and for your abominations in your midst. 
and you will know that I am the Lord. What I want to say about the expression, you will know that I am the Lord, which fits into the general thesis about the book of Yechezkel, is that in the Torah, you will know that I am the Lord, specifically is related to the purpose of building the Mishkan, the temple. The instructions to build the temple and the building of the temple, of course, are described in the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus talks about, first, the instructions to build, and then we have the situation, the event of the golden calf puts everything on hold. And after the reconciliation, the temple is actually built. So in the, in the Torah, in the book of Exodus, all the instructions are given about the various, the various vessels and the curtains. And now we come to the book of Exodus, Shemot, Chapter 29. And in chapter 29, a reason is given for this temple. Mishkan, it's also called the Mikdash, Fiasui Mikdash, make for me a sacred place, and I will dwell amongst them, amongst the people. Chapter 29, the very end of Exodus, chapter 29, the beginning of chapter 29 describes the process of initiation called the Miluim. At the end of the description of that process, it says in verse number 43, I will meet you there. I will meet you there in the temple. It will be sanctified through my presence. I will sanctify the tent of meeting, what we call the Mishkan, where the vessels are. I'll sanctify the altar. That's just at the door of the of the entrance to the Mishkan. And Aaron and his sons, I will sanctify to serve me. I will dwell amongst Israel. Not just in not just in the temple, but amongst Israel. I will be for them a God. And now the last verse, chapter 29, and they will know. They will know that I am the God who took them out of Egypt for the purpose of dwelling amongst them. I am the Lord, their God. So the purpose of the Mishkan is stated explicitly in the Torah, actually. The Torah gives the reason for the Mishkan, for the sacred space. They will know that the purpose of leaving Egypt was to dwell amongst them. The question when you study the Torah in Exodus chapter 29 is, how would they know? What is it about the Mishkan which enables people to know? Biyadu, essentially in our language, biyadu ki ani Hashem. That's the language of verse number 46. And that's the phrase we encounter in the book of Yechezko many times. They will know that I am God. So in the Torah, there are a number of possibilities. One possibility is, how do you gain knowledge? One possibility is that the knowledge that is gained through the Mishkan is not that you study something, but rather knowledge in terms of experience, the very fact that you are in God's presence will enable you to understand that the whole purpose of leaving Egypt was to be in God's presence. By virtue of being in God's presence, you will come to understand what the purpose of the Exodus was. That's one possibility. The second possibility which I think is an interesting one, is that if you look at the Mishkan and how it's constructed, you will come to understand something about God. That's a very interesting path to think about. 
how each vessel of the Mishkan says something about God. My own personal preference in terms of understanding the verse is that the idea of the Mishkan was a place from which God speaks. The Ark, for example, is the first vessel mentioned, and there it talks about God being present. I will meet you there. It's a place where you meet God, and God speaks from above the Ark. So the idea of the Mishkan is a place in which God continues to speak. And we can't really know God. God is unknowable, but we can know what God desires. We can know what God commands. And to the extent that we understand the commandments, we'll understand something about God. So the purpose of the Mishkan was to know God. And the book of Yechezkel, which is all about the temple, the book of Yechezkel takes that phrase that we encounter in the Torah, V'yadu ki ani Hashem, but in our chapter, and in the next chapter, 6 and 7 of Yechezkel, you will come to know God in a completely different sense. You will know when you encounter all the suffering, when you suffer. And the description of that suffering is described already, as we saw earlier in Yechezkel. And when it all comes true, then you will know that everything that God said comes true, and therefore that God is reliable, and perhaps by extension, Yechezkel is a reliable agent of God, you will come to know God as the God who keeps God's word, but the word that God is keeping is about a progressive series of terrible punishments, very similar to what we encounter later in the book of Vayikra, chapter 26. So in that way, you will come to know God. And actually, the focus is on not entering into the temple, but the focus is on the fact that there is no temple. And we'll see later on in Yechezkel, chapters 8, 9, 10, 11, that Yechezkel describes what it means not to have a temple. And it's not what you think it means, necessarily. It's not the physical temple being destroyed. For Yechezkel, as we shall see, the temple is destroyed before it's physically destroyed. It is desanctified. It is impure. So the V'yadu ki Hashem, the phrase that repeats over and over again in Yechesko, of course, is taken straight out from the Mishkan. It makes perfect sense. It's precisely the opposite. You will know that I am God, not by virtue of entering into the Mishkan, not by virtue of hearing what God has to say, but by virtue of the fact that God has abandoned the temple and that everything that God predicted would happen has in fact taken place.